Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 120, that is 120, it is the E&S Wolves Podcast, I'm your host Nathan Judah, I'm delighted to welcome the Ramsey Nesbitt of Wolves Reporting, Mr. Timothy Spears. How the devil are you, sweetie? I mean, I was fine until you called me Ramsey Nesbitt. Well, it wasn't he just due, just due to one of the tweets that you put out the other day? Yeah. When you said a Ramsey Nesbitt one, you say I'll take that in 10 years' time. So it was topical. It wasn't just, you know, having a go at you for no apparent reason. Oh, you were talking Scottish in a tweet, I Scottish. seem to remember. Uh, <laughs> that's all I've got. I, I know you were born very close to Scotland, but it was a surprise <laughs> yes. to, to bring out that uh, ACH, I think you said ACH. Ach. Oh, yeah, ACH, ACH. Uh, Iron, yeah. Brew, Iron Brew fan for you, no? Haggis. No, never had it. Uh, you never had Iron Brew? No, but might be amazed to hear. It's not part of my diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, how was your weekend? Uh, good. Better for for Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> Judah's gone AWOL, apparently. Um, actually, tying into Saturday afternoon, I've got the um, said camera with me. Yes. For people who don't know... For anyone who doesn't know, Jude, Jude has got a, one primary objective uh, for his afternoon's work of a match day, which is to record a couple of videos. You're doing my job pro, down here. I'm not. Primary objective. Okay, you are, primary. Yeah. Uh, you do a fan's video and then you record me and you waffling away for 10 minutes. Yes. So uh, I, I, I write stuff. Uh, I need a laptop to do it. Just bring my laptop to every game. Okay, okay. You record stuff. Um, bring your camera to every game is, is the primary objective for you. So it's, and uh, about half an hour into the yeah, game at Vicarage Road. Yeah, me, you and uh, James Fielden. James Fielden, who joined us for a special guest appearance. and I still, still looking for a lady, by the way. You were, Yeah, <laughs> fine, James Fielden, wife. <laughs> Need to resurrect that segment at some point. Zero offers so far. Zero not, offers. Not, not even a single tweet Ladies, inquiring about his availability. Please send a picture in for James Fielden. You just have a look at You don't have to date him to have a look at him. Anyway, um, I just turned to you. You were rummaging around your bag. And then you ashen faced, and you go. I think you was like, I was, some, I was like, what's what's wrong, mate? You go. Yeah. It's not good. You 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 don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> Five <laughs> minutes later, I forgot the camera. <laughs> it's that sinking feeling when you know I just put my hand in because I never the camera never ever leaves that bag. Well, apparently it does. But I put the and then my hand went down. I'm trying to fiddle away, trying to find it. Further and further down, and I'm like, oh my god! So I just took the whole thing out. I dropped the contents onto the top, didn't I? There were cables everywhere, and uh, yeah, it's like it's you, almost you, like it's almost like you know when you have that dream where you go to school and you're not wearing any pants. Yes, yeah. Not you, now. If I went to school and not wearing any pants, it would be completely. I'd be I'd be arrested. Judah you know. was frantic at this point. He was he was in the kind of mood where if I say anything, he's going to blow here. Yeah. Um, and he literally left without saying a word. Uh, <laughs> he didn't text me. I didn't see you for 45 minutes. Um, two, two goals and half time passed at this point. And then he came out with some, uh, well, I was going to say cheap camera, but it's actually quite expensive. Yes. Um, it's, I've got to say, it's a bloody good job 
we weren't at Shrewsbury, for <laughs> example, which is nowhere near a shop. No, no. Or so, somewhere else on one of these motorway grounds that you get these days. But we're quite close to Watford Town Centre, which is delightful. D- delightful. Um, uh, yeah, had, had a nice run around it. I got an Uber to, run, to run, Watford. Run, run, literally. No, I got an Uber there. You got an Uber. Yeah, That's I got an ridiculous. Uber there. Seven quid Uber to the town centre. Dropped me off. Um, straight into a camera shop. Of course, I was just relaxed, calm when I walked in. Oh, you got a camera, please. You've got a camera. The game's going on. It's nil, nil. I need to know it. I've got half an hour. So, yeah, 280 quid later, I've got this um, beautiful Sony DSC hashtag WX500 camera that's available for uh, purchase. If anyone would like one. <laughs> yeah, uh, if anyone wants it. If anyone would like one, oh, I'll throw in dear. a selfie stick for you as well, um, which which we use. But hey-ho, all's well that ends well. We got back, saw the winner, and then back on to do the interviews. Quite a, quite a, quite a forgetful week for you, actually. Um, today, you forgot your phone. Yes, I did, um, yes. Last week, you forgot when you got married. Um, <laughs> let's, not go, let's not go crazy. What's going on? That. What's going on? Well, the missus has gone away. She's gone to she's gone to Spain and Morocco for um, for a week. So I'm just all at sea. The dogs have gone away. I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, thank God for Game of Thrones last night. Otherwise, I would have just been beside myself. Have you not employed in someone to look after your affairs? Unfortunately, not, no, at the moment, no. But I might need to do that at... Um, well, be, there, there might the be a work experience kid walking into this room any minute if he's got if he's got a free uh, no no working no work is there. We are to be fair to work experience kid. I offered him yesterday to come in and um, to do the baggies broadcast. He's like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Phil recorded it two minutes later. Never came in. <laughs> so he must know. He must you know can't blame. He must have heard it before. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Look, third member of the party today though. Um, I digress. We've got a very important VIP guest in to the studio. Third member of the party, Mr. Glenn Aston. Glenn, welcome. Wolves fan, long-time Wolves fan. How many years, Glenn? Ooh, 53 years. 53 years. So Glenn was at our live podcast, um, which was at... The Pavilion. The Pavilion Club. The Pavilion Club in Wolverhampton. And well, um, Glenn's been at both of our podcasts. Yes, he has. Yes, absolutely. Top man. In fact, we know Glenn anyway because he's a regular on the pre-season tours. In fact, I, I think, I think uh, well, I'll tweet a picture out of you, Glenn, with, yeah. with, with the podcast. I'm sure a lot of people would recognise him 100%. as a staunch home and away Wolves fanatic. Got involved in a bidding war on the night and, uh, and yes, fantastic. You are here now to be part of the podcast and the most importantly um, of all, you've raised some amazing money for for cure leukemia, so thank you very much for that. Uh, Glenn, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you uh, became a Wolves fan. I'm 59 years old. My dad took me to my first match in 1966. My granddad was a Wolves fanatic, and it's been passed on through the genes. Um, unfortunately, all of my mum's side support the neighbours from Sandville Town. Oh. Um, uh, you see, he won't say the name. I guarantee he won't say the name. He, he refuses to say that name. That was my polite version of the name. Uh, <laughs> you're quite correct, I won't pronounce uh, Sandville Town. Um, and I've supported the Wolves ever since. It's certainly been a roller coaster ride. We've had significant ups. Um, significant downs. The last time we were in Europe, I went to PSV Eindhoven, and I'm looking to renew that oh, acquaintance yeah. this season. Well, next season coming, you know, providing we can finish seventh and Man City beat Watford. Unbelievable season. I was just saying to you off camera um, that you know, obviously you've you've seen some amazing teams and part of Wolves' history. This has got to be you know some of the most fantastic moments you know in in the clubs in the club's entire history. No, absolutely. We say. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an excitement now. You go to the matches and you're expecting Wolves to do well wherever we go. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, on Saturday, it was give and take, but then, you know, the stars come to the fore. 
and I'm just glad that we got the winner because you know unfortunately Ryan Bennett would have been crucified for one mistake but other than that it, I thought he had a good game and this Wolves team just excites you and you are home and away every single time I see you outside um how, what's it like? What's it like travelling with the fans? You know, are the away fans different to the home fans? Is there like a little bit of a um, you know camaraderie spirit? You see the same people every week, or do you, do you enjoy both equally? You do get to know people um, visually on the away trips, um, and they tend to be more vociferous because you've got three thousand hardcore fans there. Yeah, Saturday was something special. Unbelievable, I know there's right? only two thousand one hundred of us, but. They sang all the way through the match, and for the first time ever, we sang at half time, which unfortunately you weren't there. Well, let's just say I remember Tim, well. <laughs> Tim can confirm that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and, but we've got a nice little clip. Our season ticket is in the Billy Wright, as you know, some people call it the Billy Quiet. Yeah. Um, that's our weekend off from mm-hmm. singing mm-hmm. when we're there, but we've got a good clip around our seats. And yeah. You get to know all the people and have a good chat. You know, you know it's going well when the fans are singing at half time, but it's quite a rarity that. I remember. Bradford away, going back a bit here. That's the first time I got punched. At Bradford? Yeah, Bradford away as a Borough fan, yeah. Got yeah. punched at Bradford, Bradford train station. You, you didn't get punched for being a Borough fan, you got punched because you're Nathan Judah. Wow! <laughs> be no, go on, what was the circumstances no, I don't know. that? I was just minding my own business. We just, right. got beat, just got beat 1 0 at Bradford late on, and uh, I'm walking back to get the train back to Hull, and some guy comes and lands me. <laughs> Are you sure you won't go around and say, eh, or, <laughs> or, or, or some nonsense like that? This, 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 this was before I, I, that catchphrase um, appeared Catch in my phrase. vocabulary, yes. I um I love the fact that you won't that you won't say the name of that particular football club. In fact, Steve Ball's the same actually. Um, he won't say it. I, I went through a phase of, of not saying it. I, I have to now for the job, unfortunately. Got to try and be professional, as you know. Um, well, we just had this conversation as well. We had a little bit of coffee and a spot of lunch, and um, you are adamant that you want West Brom back in in the Premier League. Is that correct? I miss I miss the Black Country derby. Uh, a lot of Wolves fans. It's it's the it's the last thing they want. Not not so much because they want to deprive Albion of success. But because those matches are just are not enjoyable for fans. I speak to Nick Elwell in the office, big Wolves fan, and he he said it, it's just it'd be too too much to take. There'd be too much riding on it. They'd end up beating us, and it'd be the worst thing possible. But however, I think Wolves Wolves would have a chance to a very good chance of beating them. Um, and we miss games like that. It's been too long now. What would be the split? What would be the split? Do you think of uh, would do you, do you want Albion in the in the season Premier League Wolves fans? Yes and no. I think I think the majority of Wolves fans are, are enjoying this. Too much being being the top dog in the Midlands, not just in the Black Country, yeah. because it's it's never happened before. It, before this season, there had never been a single season in the history of English football where Wolves were the only top flight uh, Midlands club, West Midlands club. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a unique situation, and I think everybody's enjoying it too much to so allow to allow West Brom. Answer the question. Oh, I, well, I don't know. Probably, yeah, 80, pro- 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 probably about probably really? about seventy. I would say they wouldn't want Albion to come up. Really, but for me. I just I miss the Black Country derbies. There, would you want Albion and Villa or just Albion? No, no, we don't. No, v- v- you don't v- Villa. No, v- Villa could Villa could stay in there for a few years. To okay. be honest, they, they've got exactly what they deserve when they got relegated. You've got to tell us about the because um, because actually one of the first gigs me and Tim did was at Cork away. It was our first pre-season. You got to tell me how you got to Cork and who was there to to meet you on arrival. It's a good story. I ended the I attended the end of season dinner, and I bid for uh, two trips to Cork with the Wolves. And I was going to take my wife, but I told her about it, and she's a teacher. So then I asked my one of my great mates, Steve Brown, if he wanted to come, and he jumped at it. So we uh, they sent us a strip, and then they sent their plane tickets, and we arrived at Cork Airport, and there is Laurie Dalrymple and Steve Morton with Glenn Aston and Steve Brown holding the cards. <laughs> and, they, and they were our chauffeurs for the week. 
week, a few days that we were there. No way. And then we got to the hotel, which was a, a beautiful complex, golfing courses and, and things. And Laurie said, Photo Island, yeah. Be down here at five o'clock because we're off to play Cork City. He says, Be dressed up because we're going into the director's box at Cork City. So we got downstairs, duly suited and booted, and then we travelled in on the team coach. No way. <laughs> Kevin McDonald was sitting behind us, organising the lads. So, And there was all the rumours were flying around then about a takeover. And yeah, of course. Else. So yeah. when we got to Cork City and we got off the coach with a suit on, I thought I think people might have thought we were the new owners. Well, <laughs> I was surprised you didn't get a game that day. He, 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 played, he played Connor Cody and the kids from for, for memory. He, he did, that's correct. And I'll tell you what, Cork's director's box was three benches. <laughs> and the, dire- the, dire- the boardroom... It had got cost like Nathan just bought. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing. I, I often think back to that trip because that's, that's when it all changed. And I remember meeting you guys. Um, I'm sure we met at the hotel. Yeah. Um, and everything everything's changed so much since then. The takeover happened on the last day, I think. And then when we arrived back in England, it's never been the same since, has it? We haven't looked back since then. Mm-hmm. Haven't looked back. Not one bit. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. To be to be involved in it really, I mean, it's honour and privilege at times, isn't it, to report on this team? Always, not Always. Just, not just at times. At every but time. it's just special. I mean, you know, for you could there's reporters not not just um, well all over the country, but also on our desk where you they'll just be doing it for five, six, seven, eight, nine years, and they will never have anything like we've seen before. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Oh no, I it's stuck in the league, it's league an, one it's or a, league two. No, or it's, it's an unbelievable privilege. I I cannot believe my luck. To be honest with you, I just of the bumped, timing. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, a- anyway, but yeah, particularly with the timing, I just bumped into somebody who um, Ron Warrillow, who some of you may some of you may know, covered Wolves for fifty five years. Wowzer! Um, not, I think he was at the Express and Star for a little bit, but mostly he's like a freelancer who worked for PA. Uh, fifty five years, he's retired now, and he's he said this is the best time that he would have known since the fifties. Yeah, to be reporting on Wolves, it's um, it's a phenomenal time. And you can't see it stopping. I think that's the most exciting thing. It's onwards and upwards. And we'll come on to, you know, hopefully what could be an, an incredible season next year um, if they can get the job done. But we'll start off with what we've just seen. Uh, Watford 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Three players who are hot gents. Uh, the first one, and I think he's probably had probably his best two games in the, in a Wolves shirt. Johnny has been sensational. He was brilliant again on Saturday. Yeah, since since people kind of questioning that, that Vinagra should come into the team after that Brighton game, which is he probably should have done for that day, but Johnny's um, he stepped it up really. I don't think his his role has particularly changed, but he seems to be um, attacking with a bit with a bit more abandon and a bit more of a license. Um, his confidence is back. He, he he took a knock after that injury and his form dipped over Christmas a little bit. Yeah, but um, it's it's easy to forget he's only twenty four, twenty five. He's got most of the attributes that you need, really, and we, we've seen him as quite a defensive fullback, which is what he is by trade. But I think I think he's he's improving, like like they all are. He's improved as the season has gone on. Um, we saw him get two assists against Arsenal, which was great. He could have had another against Watford, and he's linking beautifully with Jota, um, as of course Jota is with Jimenez. There's, there's a few really good partnerships on this pitch. They know each other's games inside out. He's doing really well. I don't know what you think, Glenn, but I think he's um, I think he's here to stay. Johnny is definitely here to stay. Yeah. Um, as we all know, Vinagre is more of an attacking threat, but I think as a, as an all-round overlapping fullback, Johnny is better than Vinagre at the moment. Long term, maybe not, but Johnny has certainly come to the party these last two matches. And on the season, probably average of the season, a seven and a half. Mm. 
Um, he did have the dip just before Christmas. Um, right after that Spain Spain cap, wasn't it? That yeah, he just well, fell off a little. That's when he got, and then he picked up the injuries mm-hmm. yeah. when he was away. But but you saw, I don't know, I don't know if you probably went there because you're in Argos in Watford. But um, <laughs> there was one moment in the first half he skipped past Kapuwe, who tried to hack him down and completely missed him. Um, and then he, I think he skipped past another player and won a corner. And he, he just wasn't doing that a few weeks ago. So um, he's he's uh, he's come on leaps and bounds. If he if he continues this progress, then um, Wolves have got a very special player on their hands. Tell you what, I have got an apology to make. I've got to say before before we started with this, with our um, some of our vocabulary in the last podcast was a little bit uh, a little bit rude. Come midnight, was it? A little bit risky when I was listening back to it the other week. What did we say? Well, just a couple of uh, <laughs> the opening was a little bit fine for midnight when we were filming it, but I feel like if you if you're a mum doing the school run at nine a.m. and listening to it, I don't the kids think in the we've back got many car, many mums doing the school run listening to us. Any to mums doing the school run, I apologise, but I, if, if you're listening, then please let us know and send in a picture for James Fielding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so, single mums only. Single we mums have. only. Yeah, of course. Uh, hot Raul slash Sin Cara. Now you hate WWE, and I love the fact that potentially this weekend with Sin Cara coming to Molyneux, that you might have to write or at least at least um, refer to World Wrestling Entertainment. For the first time in your Express Star career, you may have to write a story. <laughs> yes, uh, I may have to hand over the Shut reins. Hand idiot. over the reins to Nathan <laughs> Judah to idiot. write a wrestling special <laughs> on this Sinkara guy. Don't call um, him Sinkara. I, d- I don't know who he is. Sinkara. Right. Oh, come on, man. He's, he's stacked, by the way. Yeah. I, I YouTubed him the other day. I bet you did. And uh, he wears a mask. Yes, he does. Um, and some... Uh, like Rey Mysterio. Spandex. Yeah. Nothing wrong with wearing a bit um, spandex. He seems like a very interesting character, and apparently he's coming to the Fulham game. So. Talk about spandex. It was your birthday the other night, wasn't it? Talking of spandex. <laughs> yes, it was. How was that? It was okay. I had quite a, I had a very nice meal. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Facenda? No. No. Brazilian all-you-can-eat meat restaurants, oh, st- which is as good as it sounds. Street meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, like high-end. Was it? Like, yeah, you'd like it. I-, I could legitimately take you there. Protein fine. I mean, there's a lot of carbs. Those are one of those where the what? counters, you fill, you fill it with lasagna and all your sides and really you just want the meat. They even text Texas in advance to say you need to dress smart. It's, 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 it's your kind of place. Oh, yeah. I bet you hated that taste, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I had to go to Burton to buy a new outfit. <laughs> oh dear, that's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Raúl Jiménez. Yeah, he just he just keeps going. He'd, he'd had a, he'd had a couple of weeks where he kind of looked Google Giacomo. <laughs> he looked like he was uh, earlier in the season, not quite as prolific in front of goal, but. Got that goal um, though. We needed that goal. Got that goal. He's up to 13 in the league. I Great think. goal to watch as well. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> 16 <laughs> overall. I think he's now one short of setting the Mexican Premier League record held by Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh yeah. Of course. So um, his, his all-round game has always been there. But yeah, the, the goals that he scored since Christmas has been absolutely phenomenal. Would you take this this goal goal haul? Next season has been your number one striker. If he gets to let's say, let's say he gets to 15, is 15 what you want from a, from your number one striker, or is that just about on par? Um, I think because he was looking um, at 20 at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, I, th- I think oh, 15 is fantastic. I think I think if if Jota replicates his form since December over a full season next year, then he'll be looking at double figures at least. But th- we've said it before. I said it a couple of weeks ago. The key to next season is more goals from midfield. Um, Traore, Costa. And Matinho have only scored one each. Um, that's got to improve next season, and I'm sure it's, that's something they'll be looking at. Impressed you, Raúl? Happy that happy that they bought him. 
I love the guy to bits. I mean, since day one, he, he came straight into the team. I'll be openly honest, I'd never heard of the guy when we signed him, you know, Benfica Reserve. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? We, you know, we wanted to set the Premier League alight and we signed a reserve centre forward. But the guy has been, he took he took to Molyneux and the team like a, a duck to water. And as Tim has quite rightly said, the guy has just got better and better and better. And I think there's more to come next season. And he's, he's got something about him. I, I like the fact that Nuno and Cody, they're all saying on Saturday, no, it's nothing to do with revenge. Even after the game, they were like, no, it's just another game. But Raul was like, yeah, it was revenge. Yeah, yeah. I got my goal. See you later. And I was having the mask as well, but it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> yeah. get, it didn't get put on though, did it? Apparently the mask was there, he said. He said he's had the mask at every game since the, the semi, and he plans to, to don it after he scored. Obviously he hadn't scored. Um, but the bench had it, but they forgot to place it for him or something. But to be fair, of all the games you're going to forget, Watford away is probably the one. Yeah, not... but you do wonder if Nuno just had a word. Like, oh, right, OK. No, just, just, just tell him we forgot it, lads. Yeah. <laughs> He's not putting that on again. <laughs> uh, number three of the hot or not. Um, and look, he is sensational. We, we have him in every week now, Diogo Jota. He is the heartbeat to this team now, isn't he? He's so important to the way that they... they, they from a positive point of view, I'm, I'm quite in awe of him, to be honest. At the moment, I think week in week out, he is, he's um, he's a he's a force all of his own. He's a force field. He's he's. I, I don't think Wolves would have beaten Arsenal without him, and I'm not. And I don't think they'd have beat Watford without him either. He's he, not not only is it goals and assists, it's the way that he galvanises the whole team, running from deep. He's he solely he will get them thirty yards upfield. You think I, I don't know much about American football, as you know, I know but, you, it, but it's that kind of thing. He, yeah. he drags the whole team mm-hmm. forward with these runs. You can't shake him off. He's not exceptionally quick, um, but he still manages to, to outpace and outstrengthen his defenders. Keeps the ball so close to his feet. And um, and providing this end product now as well, week after week after week, and it's been a long season for him. Yes, you know we talk about the likes of Dendonka and Saez coming in a little bit fresh, which is great. But Jota, after after playing pretty much every game last season, as as um, he's only missed two or three this season, run ragged, kicked to Kingdom Come every mm-hmm. single week, and look at him. He, he, he looks like he's looks like he's playing his first game in a year. Well, I think he's got stronger in the fact that he can last games now. He's he's playing, you know, yeah. before well, he was like 60, see, 70, that's, now that's he's been 80, an issue 90. recently. They took him off in the semi-final and, and uh, I think it's Arsenal as well and they looked looked poorer for it, but he lasted 97 minutes. Yes. Um and should have, and was still running at them still in stoppage time and somehow didn't get awarded a penalty when he was assaulted in the box. <laughs> By uh, Cabaselli, I think it was. He's um, he's a force of nature at the moment. He really is. And the, the most amazing thing, Glenn, as well, 22 years old. 22. This isn't someone 27, 28. Wolves have got him on a long-term deal at 22. I mean, just so exciting. It's you're spot on. And the guy's committed to the Wolves project. You know, he said that in his social media. Uh, the guy is committed to the project, which, you know, most, well, all of the lads are. I think that's... The way we recruit now, we buy people into the project. Um, and I just love Diogo Jota, as Tim quite rightly said. I was right behind that penalty, non-penalty decision on yeah. Saturday and could not believe it. If that happened into the street, the guy's arrested. Sure. Um, and we love, just love Diogo. I said on Saturday, I'd love to see how far that guy runs mm. in one match. Mm. He, he, 10 miles, 11 miles, he must do. And the kicks and bumps, he just bounces back yeah. up. Yeah. And if he stays down, you know that guy's hurt, but he's going to get back up. Absolutely. Um, 
And he, you know, he's quirky. He gives some good quotes, doesn't he? I mean, champ man. He loves loves a bit of champ manager as well. I think he was just tweeting last night. He said hashtag hat trick. He's obviously playing as himself. He's got hat trick, so he loves it. He's enjoying his experience. He's enjoying. Was he? We were yeah. trying to work out what that what that tweet was about. Well, he, there was there was there was a picture of him which he retweeted, which is him playing challenge. A big article about oh, him last okay. night, and then he put hashtag hat trick. So I assume that that was him playing as himself, and that was a hat trick. Okay, sport. right. You had no. Me, I, I didn't notice the previous tweet. I just okay. saw the hat trick tweet. Okay. Me and Joe Edwards were were googling. Um, what had happened in Portuguese football last <laughs> night and we saw that Porto under-19s had won the uh, UEFA League so we were like must be something to do with that <laughs> uh, so just ignore the Wolves correspondent on this particular occasion I think it's Chapman I think it is that's what I was hazarding no, I guess no, but you're right it's, it's, it's his attitude to, to, to the game in, in general he obviously loves his football he can't get enough of it as, as you're right points out there the Chapman story which he, which he told us a few weeks mm. ago and um, watches as much football as he can he, he sees every game he watches as a lesson he said which I thought was, was great to hear he soaks it all up. He's intelligent. The way he approaches the game, he's he's fearless, and, and that's reflected in, in the rest of the team. Uh, three not. Uh, first one. Three. Look, th- it was hard for me to find three. Um, two of them. Two of them were very much token. Uh, look, Ryan Bennett had a decent game back in the side, won his place back, but obviously the, the howler. Yeah, he, he he did have a good game. He had he he, he saved us a goal in the first half. I thought he p- picked up where he left off against Arsenal, as did most of the team. And he just had that one error. Do you know what? You can count on one hand the amount of times he's made a mistake leading to a goal since he joined the club. Sure. I, I struggle to think of many more, uh, to be honest. So he gets crucified because he's Ryan Bennett and he's a free transfer from Norwich and he's 29 and he's English. Yeah. But really, come on. It's it's once in a blue moon. You can forgive him and move on. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, and these are two I'm budging together. Uh, Traore and Sace it's a bit harsh because they didn't come on but the fact that they didn't come on um, especially Traore well Sace has lost his place to, to Bennett you'd have thought um, but Traore just not even getting any minutes now it's um, so difficult yeah but then but then you, you counter that with the fact that Jota and Jimenez are your best two players mm-hmm. really you need, you need them on the pitch towards the end so Traore unless he's playing at wing back there's, there's no role for him at the moment I don't think it's not really worked for him up front so I, th- I, th- I think well, I think we'll probably see- we'll see him again before the end of the season. But for me now, I don't know what you think, Glenn, but I, I think he's basically back up to Doherty first and foremost. Without a doubt, um, I've said it all season. We signed him at the end of the transfer window in August, and I see a lot of players benefit from having the full pre-season with Nuno. And I've said until I've seen Traore have a full pre-season with Nuno and the rest of the team. That's when I'll judge him properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you, Tim. Unless Doherty gets injured, yeah, he's not. Do you know you're absolutely spot on because you look at Dendonka as well, who came in in the last week and took an age to get in the team. And we, I remember kind of asking Nuno September October, you know, where's Dendonka? Why is he not? In? He, he needs to learn. He needs to adapt. He needs to get used to the pace of the Premier League as well. So you're absolutely spot on. And I think Dendonka will be another one far better. There's, there's a huge talent in there. He's, he's levelled out slightly of late. He's playing a functional role now. Not not so much kind of moments of, of individual brilliance. Mm. Only one goal, you know, no assists so far. I know that's not the be-all and end-all, but he's mostly a functional player to allow others around him to improve. But I think we'll see him take it on a lot more next season as well, as you say, Glenn, after the benefit of a full, uh, full pre-season. And the good news is there's no real distractions this summer. There's no Euros, there's no World Cup, so they've, they've got a decent pre-season and they'll all have schedules. Well, well there are a couple of distractions. Uh. <laughs> one being China, one being the Europa League, hopefully. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally, it's a yeah. huge tournament where they've got to. The Nuno's going to have time to work with these players. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're all. It's it's important that they all get a rest. I mean, I don't know what happened with the June internationals, but 
these guys, you know, started asking them last couple of weeks after the games, you know, how are you feeling tired-wise? Because you don't look tired, but they obviously are. I mean, Neves said he's looking forward to the end of the season after the Arsenal game because they need a rest and Jota uh, intimate the same on, on Saturday. So is it really important that they get seven weeks off, reflect on what's been a magnificent season, whatever happens in the last two games, and then reset the targets. You know, we'll see what te- new teammates they've got in the summer um, and go again next season. Talking about feeling good, how's Ben Foster feeling? <laughs> Yeah. Glenn, well, do you want to answer that one? From, from a fan perspective, did you enjoy seeing him waft at, at the winner? I, I love that passing it, the book, I like it. It, yeah. it was a fantastic experience to see <laughs> uh, Mr Foster having uh, a little bit of difficulty on Saturday. And at the end of the match, classless Watford, we didn't know being in the away and played Kaysar or Sarah because we were too busy on letting Ben Foster know uh, that he, he reminds with something like a tanker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so tin pot that was. was. Literally, as soon as the final whistle went, they started playing Que Sera Sera. And nobody really knew what it was, because they played the actual song, yeah. which has a long intro, uh, and doesn't really get you get, get the body moving. Um, and none of the Watford fans were, were singing along at all. They were, they were trudging out in silence. Mm. So I thought, what a, a pathetic thing to do, to be honest. It's not, yeah, even their, not even their last home game of the season, so it's know, obviously pointed in Wolves' direction. You've done that. I mean, you look at the you look at the tweet as well that they put out a while ago. Do you remember when they're saying, who wants to get into Europe, boys, with you know Leicester cross, Wolves cross, and then just bizarre, It's a bizarre little bit small situation. time. I mean, we've got this, this rivalry that's kind of crept up with them this season. Cause and you said there was a bit of niggle in there on Saturday. You could tell on totally. the pitch. I, that's, this is why I enjoyed the game so much, because there was a lot of niggle on, on the pitch, people leaving their boots in, lots of fouls. And in the stands as well. I mean, they were they were chanting about Wembley for like the first twenty minutes, chanting at Jimenez, "Where's your effing mask?" They were saying. Obviously, this was before the goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it kind of went on all game, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit tin pot. Dini, I respect Dini. He backed up his comments. To be fair, in his, in his program notes, Jimenez said afterwards, got no problem with that. But Foster with his Albion tweet and. He was applauding the Wolves fans when he walked out to the second half and all that. And yeah, he, yeah. he uh, wasn't saying much after the final whistle, was he? No, he was not. OK, let's move on then from Watford. Um, we'll talk about the race for seventh in a minute. Uh, but first of all, you've got to, got to talk about under-23s. Fantastic achievement. Unbelievable game against Manchester United uh, and promotion secured. Just phenomenal. Well, like, what a way to win a league title. You're 2-0 down with 10 minutes to go. And if they hadn't won, then 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 they wouldn't have won the league. Yeah. A, point, a point wasn't good enough, so they had to win that game. Away at Man United. 2-1 down with two minutes to go. Wowzer. Away at Man United, as you say, um, who've a, a few of their players have played for United's first team this season. And then uh, Ennis and Diallo pop up with, with two in two minutes. The scene's incredible, and it's just great great for them now, because this, this is... This is what the club's all about now, competing at the top levels, at every level, it includes under-23s and under-18s. And we see a lot of other clubs in this country, their youth teams participating in European football as well. It's all part of that progression mm. to get players through to the first team. So now they'll be playing against Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs next year. So um, that's just that's where they need to be. I feel like I might have to go to a few away games. <laughs> and I, you know, I really wanted to go, but it was my birthday, so I, I couldn't make it. But um, it's, it sounded like a phenomenal finish. It really did. Amazing. And look, where are the 23s now? Is that going to help them because they're going up a league? So are they closer to, oh, to what was it? Or do they need, there's still that loan period where they need to go into league football before they go into that first oh, team? It will, it will help their progression playing against better players, but it's still not going to replicate playing men's football, is sure. it, of course. But what I would say is... Um, is well done to Rob Edwards, who a year ago was leaving Telford in acrimonious circumstances, endured a difficult time there, came back to Wolves. I think a lot of people kind of viewed it as a kind of a token appointment. 
But really, he's done a fantastic job there. He's a great coach. He talks a very good game. And I, th- I still think there's a big future in, in the game for him. Someone who might be slightly hungover from the other night. I'm not talking about the Premier League lads because some of them can't drink still. Um, it's Richard Stearman, who was, who was a secure promotion to the Premier League. Hopefully we'll be seeing him next season. I, love, I just love it. Absolutely love it. He's a great lad, Steers. And, um, great videos kicking around. He, he knew the cameras were on him, but he obviously didn't care or, or was too drunk to notice. Um, <laughs> just lobbing pints around. He's probably lobbing pints as well. Like, he had a crazed expression on his face. Uh, putting an empty pint on his head, throwing it all over the place. Because if you're straight... jumping and it's spilling, that's fine. But he was literally lobbing it. Well, I don't know how he was so drunk because he was throwing it all away. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was up tweeting again at half nine the next morning. But those are the players, you know, as well, Glenn. Like, those are the players you stalwart who you want to see do well. They're leaving Wolves and the Wolves through and through, weren't they? I was chuffed a bit that Richard Stearman uh, got promoted with Sheffield United uh, at the weekend. It was great to see him having such a good time. Couple of couple of seasons ago, when he won Player of the Year award, yeah, 2014, 15, yeah, I think. I was there at the Telford, and after the event, when we were all congregating in the bar, he comes over and he's having a chat to you, having a drink, and he's like a mate. Although you know, I'm, I don't know him that well, but chuffed a bit, and I'm you know the gla- the lad. Every time he's been at Molyneux, playing for the Wolves, he wore his heart on his sleeve. No, totally. He, you know, he's, he's a normal bloke. Um, who just he genuinely wants to see Wolves do really well, and he's done commentary a few times this season. So I managed to see him a few times. He was at Wembley for the semi-final. Mm. He was gutted uh, full time. He's a Wolves lad. Yeah, he's yeah. a Wolves lad, and it, and I really hope. And he hasn't been first choice for United, but I really hope he's still in their squad next season and can come back to Molyneux as a Premier League player. And they'll upset a few as well, like you were saying. Yeah, they season. will. No, they will with the style of football they play. It's it's, it's quite unique, really, with their overloading defenders and. They've got unbelievable momentum coming up from League One uh, two years ago. Yeah, they'll surprise a few. I, th- I think Norwich are well placed to do something decent as well. They've got a bit of money behind them. They've got a young and improving team. It's uh, it's going to be very competitive. Can't wait for that drive to Norwich. But <laughs> 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 that was the last time I got points in England. Was that Norwich drive? Really? Yes. Yes. On the way there. Yeah, fifty-five and a forty. It's um, yeah. three points. We're losing. We're losing. I'm I'm not too gutted with the teams that we've lost though. I, I like I like Fulham. I, I like Fulham's Fulham. A good, good... But Huddersfield and, and Cardiff. Oh no, gone. I didn't want. Yeah. I'd rather do Brighton than, than Cardiff. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, right. So we take some questions from the peeps. All right. Take some questions from the peeps, Mr. David Evans. Mr. David Evans. Uh, congratulations, David Evans, who is a, a, a new father as well. You see that? Yes, he is. Yes. Been off the as podcast is, uh, for a little bit. Connor Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Danny Cody, third, third boys wow, this week. Play. Louis, build it. Louis Connor Cody, building his, his own, uh, building his own team. Have you seen the uh, sleepless nights though, crying? <laughs> 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 it's quite something, Glenn, when you hear it in person. Oh, isn't no, it really? yeah, sorry, it's piercing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, as we've been linked to Otamendi already, should Wolves continue to recruit emerging talent rather than add potential in inverted commas castoffs? From other top sides to evolve the team. I think if if Glenn was talking about the, the projects earlier, I, I'm not sure you're going to get too many 30 year old guys who are on the way out of um, top Aww, top clubs. That's very cute. Oh, is that the, the new Cody? The there baby I'm talking about, obviously. Um, if you want people to buy buy into this project and, and help take Wolves to a new level, you, you don't want cast offs, really, however good they are. 
they've got to be motivated they've got to fit in with what Wolves have already got hungry and also these guys are expensive and come with huge wages sure so I'm not sure that really fits into the ethos to be honest I was I was saying to, to Glenn actually just before when we went out of coffee do you think that we'll go for the people who were looking you know young players who were looking to come yeah, through I but do you think so. there might be that one player just that one player now well, with where they are where they might go and spend 20, 30, 40 million pound on a world class player what, but what position would that be, though? Maybe Do you know what I mean? attacking central midfield? Poss- possibly, possibly. Um, if, if you look at the ages of the players they bought, Matinho and Patricio are the, are the exceptions, but otherwise it's mostly guys with room for improvement that you buy for what is a cheap price in today's market. You look at Jota, 13 million, Dondonka, yeah. 12 million. It's cheap. And then they'll potentially sell these players. There will, there will come a time when these guys move on. And they make a huge huge profit. And that fits in with the Fosun ethos as well. Mm-hmm. They're an investment firm. And they want to make money on their assets as the club as a whole and the players that they bring in. So I don't I don't see I don't see Wolf spending forty million on a seasoned, well known name, okay. personally. Glenn, do you agree? I agree one hundred percent. The you know the marketing the, the yeah, I keep referring to the project. It's get them in, get them on loan, see if they fit then buy you know we got Matinho for 5 million I know he's a seasoned pro and international but, but Borough paid 7 million for George Savile alright he's here let's not, <laughs> let's not go crazy okay um, you know Dendonka you know, we've, we've already committed to spending 42 million in the summer for the permanent sign of Dendonka and uh, Jimenez I struggle to see where people your question to Nathan where do they fit into this team What what is going to improve this team and we were talking about Arsenal the other day and how bad they are, you know, and Nathan was talking about Aubameyang. Would you take him on paper? Yes, but where would you put him in the Wolves team? Would you take Jimenez out and put Aubameyang in? No for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a it's mostly a Twitter thing, right? The the, the, the fans they want a big name. Who are we signing, who are we signing? Is it this guy? Is it Felix, this guy? Felix, Felix. Yeah, Joe Felix, exactly, which will which will run around all summer, Andre Silva, mm-hmm. etc. Wolves don't work that way. Um their recruitment has been phenomenal. Superb. And you've got to trust them to continue along those lines. Yeah. Uh Kate Wright. Who um Messi versus Arya Stark, who is the G O A T? Who is the greatest of all time? Did you watch it? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, yeah. spoiler alert! If we if we we won't, we'll just fast forward a minute. Glenn, do you like Game of Thrones? Or no? No. no. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you enjoy we'll, it? We'll be brief. Um, what from what I could see of it, I did enjoy. It was dark. It was extremely dark. Tense though, but dark. It was you in the moment. I thought I had a television problem. Really? Uh, I turned the contrast up to maximum. Yeah. Closed all the curtains. HD. Uh, still couldn't really see what was going on. Really? But it was epic. Apart oh, from it that. was super. Yeah, you had to watch it with the lights off for sure. Um. One one thing I will say. Go on. There weren't enough deaths. I'm going to say of of the Big well-known characters. characters. Yeah. Jamie Lannister manages to survive a battle against like the Jamie. dead with one hand. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. Now, as Lee Sanders has just brilliantly pointed out, uh, and I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't watch this, but uh, others, I hope you get this reference. Um, why didn't they make a hand of dragon glass for Jamie Lannister oh, so they can swoop out of the way? Yes. Right. In the style of anyone played Goldeneye on N64. Yes. When you didn't have a weapon. Yes. And you have to slap Yes, love like it. That. Do you like that? I do like that. So, uh, but yeah, it was epic. It was epic. It was, it was very enjoyable. Um, Ari, absolute legend, to be fair. 
Although I think the witch gave away a bit too much of what might go in the future, but we'll see anyway. But really enjoyed it. Wasn't the best episode ever for me. Some people saying it's the best episode ever. No, wasn't. I mean, Red Wedding for me was too, shocking and too, incredible. Too, too many plot holes for it to be the best ever. But the battle scenes were unbelievable. People are starting to. But I think if you go back to season one or season two, you'll start looking and saying, "Ah, oh, well, I'm not about happy with that. Happy with that." I think people are now because they become connoisseurs almost. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to pick faults in it. Just enjoy it for what it is. You're listening to the ENS Wolves podcast. Wolves podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't the Battle of Helm's Deep, let's be honest, for Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, right, here we go. Da, da, da. Paul Lappage, could you see us going in for the best of the rest signing from the Championship again in the summer, in the mould of Madison or Traore? Or are these two too much of a project? Oh, I don't know, you look at the best in the Championship, I mean, Pookie's old, really, by normal, was he 29? Mm. Who else would yeah. be the Billy Sharp? You know, as far as goal scorers go... Mm. There's not too many really massive young talents in the mould of Madison, who I think Wolves missed out on, by the way, personally. I, I, I wish they'd have gone in for him because there's no way you could afford him now and he wouldn't leave Leicester for Wolves. But, yeah, 29. Um, I can't, none spring to mind, really, certainly from the top the top few teams. Gre- Grealish would, would be one that stands out. But again, I think I think, I think he costs too much money um, and Wolves are probably looking a little bit higher than, than someone like Jack Grealish, to be honest. Who's an unproven Premier League player? Would this be an absolute no-no? I'm not saying it is. I'm just putting the word out there, and people go. People are shouting out, shouting out now, listening to it. Um, if Albion don't go up, and, and they're not going to sign him anyway, and you need a backup for Jimenez, would you go in for? I know it's a completely different type of player, but a poacher to have, especially if you're playing on two fronts. Someone like Dwight Gale. Uh, I'm not sure. He hasn't done it in the Premier League, has he? Really? No. I, I'm not sure if it was enough of a team game to fit in the in the Wolf side. Okay. Or yeah, Salomon yeah, Rondon. I agree 100%. Or Salomon Rondon, if you're looking for some... I'm just talking about... I'm not talking about, you know... I like Rondon. What is, I, like, do, I do like Rondon. Someone in Europe on a Thursday night is going to hold it up who needs him and his needs a rest or, or whatever, or someone to come on for the last 20 minutes. They need it. I'd they take, need it. Take Mitrovic above Rondon. Yeah, I mean, I'd take Mitrovic as well. I think that he's good. I, I just hope he's hungry. You've got to get someone hungry. Um, Wolfie2244, is 7th in the bag? If 7th if is in the bag, by the time we play Liverpool... Do we give Niall Ennis his Premier League debut? Well. Um, Talk about that and the others as well. Yeah, so Nuno's been talking a bit about this recently. and Interesting. Uh, he's already said he wants Kilman to play before the end of the season, or he's suggested that he'll want him to. Norris as well. I know he's keen to get Norris on the field. If you remember, at Sunderland away last season, Norris started that game, and then Burgoyne came off the bench for the last kind of 10, 10 20 minutes. So as a former goalkeeper himself, I think he'd, he'd like to do that. However, if there's still uh, competitive football to be played um, and you've got Liverpool away on the last day and Liverpool are playing for the title and Nuno suddenly selects a weakened team, uh, I, I don't see him doing that for a start. I don't think Pep Guardiola will be, will be too pleased. But um, I don't know really. I'm not sure about these token, token appearances. I'm not sure... I'm not sure that's the way forward. Glenn, what do you think? I agree. You have to earn the right to play football yeah. for Wolves, especially now in this team. And I wouldn't like to see people just giving an appearance to say, yeah, I've played for Wolves in the mm. Premier League. Yeah, there's potentially potentially Europa League qualifiers next season, potentially. There's Carabao Cup games as well. You know, that's 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 the stage for them to start at, I think. I tell you what, I tell you, he was licking his lips for some more games next season. John Ruddy, who might get a few more games as well. <laughs> <laughs> come on, boys, come on. Carabao, tw- FA Cup. 25 games next Europa year. Europa League, 3-0 up, get him in for a game. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, Dan Pope has a really good e- email. Um, he kind of says, um, 
I'm, I'm going to change it around from what he said, but he, he basically lists Group 1 of the Europa League last season, in which Burnley were in. So I'll give you the teams that were in Group 1, seeded and unseeded last season. Is this, what, a qualifying round? Yeah, it? qualifying round. Yeah. So these are the teams that were in it. AZ. Oh, yeah, Al- Altmar. Altmar. Good, good, good team, yeah. Burnley. Yeah. Atalanta, Italy. Yeah. Mould. Yeah. Probably going to Solskjaer's. Zalgiris. Sorry. Zalgiris. Don't know who where they're from. Greece, maybe. Zalgiris. Let me. Go- I'll Google that. Lackey. <laughs> Lassie. Football. Where's these from? from? Home. Lassie. <laughs> Lassie are uh, Albania. They're Albania. Fancy Albania away on a on a Thursday night. We'll take it. <laughs> um, Aberdeen. Vaduz. Kairat and Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Yeah. Sarajevo away on a Thursday night. Good song that. Oh, goodness me. I mean, interesting. No real glamatise there, really. Atalanta's probably one I'd take. You're not going to get glamatised. Not on Group 1. In July in the Europa no. League. It's not going to happen. Oh, that's 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 all part of the fun of it for me. What do you take out of those those now? What do you do take you know, Atalanta? We, uh, yeah. Aberdeen away? No, 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 no. We don't, first time in Europe in 38 years. We don't want to start in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I, I, oh, I, right. I, I, I don't like all this. I'm, I'm, I'm going a bit new now. I don't, I don't, like, oh, all, I don't like all this talk of Europe. No, because I just feel like Watford are just going to mess it up. Wolves gravy. Would you go? Stop it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Would you go in for another Costa? And he um, sends a picture of Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Diego Costa. I think if you're talking about if you're talking about harnessing team spirit, um, <laughs> I'm not not sure he's, he's the guy you want. Also, I think he'd be he'd be quite pricey. Yeah, you'd have thought so, and, and and wages as well. Paul Maguire. Teams who have previously finished seventh have sold major players who helped them get there, while continuing to bring in mediocrity. How can Wolves be different from this? Well, they, they don't need to sell anyone for a start. Um, I, I said last week. I, I feel. Like these, these players are here for another year. You know the star players, the Jotters, Neves, etc., and Nuno. Obviously, I, f- I feel like they've all got another year in them first because Wolves' progress has been so rapid, um, and there's no signs that it won't continue to to be to be rapid progression. So why would they want to go elsewhere? You know they're playing week after week in the in the top third of the Premier League. So um, I don't feel like they have to sell anyone. They'll have to bring players in as as discussed. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult balancing act because. You need to increase your squad. Ideally, they'd only bring in two or three, I think, this summer. Yeah. Um, but they're going to have to bring in more than that if, if, if they're in Europe. It's gonna, a difficult one. Going to have a couple more questions here. I'm doing a bad time on time management this time. We're going to run over there now, probably about an hour and ten, if that's okay, for this podcast. But apologies um, if you only got an hour in the it's car. Fine uh, right. James Robinson, would Bonatini get another chance at Wolves? He's never played in a 3 5 2 and could benefit from having someone next to him like Jota has. Give it to, to, to Glenn to ask this one first, or to answer it, sorry. I personally wouldn't give Leo a chance in this team now. He's had too long, you know, he had an awesome start to the beginning of last season when we were in the Championship, and without his goals, you know, we wouldn't have been as successful as we are. But I think we've moved on now and we've outgrown Leo Bonatini. He hasn't scored a goal for Forrest yet. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's the bottom line for me. Yeah. Um, we've seen in the past, if Nuno lets you go, there's not, there's not, not, there's not going to be like a Stearman or a Craddock type scenario under Mick McCarthy where they go out on loan and then come back and reinvent themselves. Is if I think once Nuno's made his mind up, that's uh, that's it. George Brown asks, "Is Glenn having a good time?" <laughs> yes, yes, great time, George. <laughs> uh, last one, Matthew. I asked both of you this. 
Best young footballer you've seen in your lifetime supporting Wolves? Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane, yeah, for you? Something special straight away. 100%. Yeah. Robbie Keane stands out. Yeah, it was going to be mine, so yeah. It was, he was a phenomenon, Judah, when he came in. Was he? He was a phenomenon. We couldn't believe this kid. 17, he would just take players on. Just for, confidence. For fun. Okay. His, his game evolved a lot when he was at Spurs and Liverpool, but when he was with Wolves, he was so... I mean, yes, I spoke to Bully about him before. He was infuriating to play with. Right. He would just get the ball and just dribble and take players on and then lose it or maybe score. Okay. But he would never pass. Uh, he was just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. But did, did you ever see uh, Peter Knowles play? He's the best player at this moment I've ever seen in a Wolves shirt. Was he? Was he quite? I cried the day. Oh no! Oh, tears. Three nil up at half time, and then you know we we drew with Forest. But I love Peter Knowles. Was he young? Was he young when you started watching him? Then yes, yes, yes. Sixty-eight wasn't he? He was only twenty-three when he retired, wasn't he? But but you could. The guy could have his back to goal, and the next thing it's in the back of the net. Yeah. And you know he sat on the ball. Oh yeah, of course I've heard that story. Yeah. He, He literally sat on the ball. And he was, he, I would have hated to have marked Peter Knowles because I'd have probably ended up sticking one on because he, he, he takes them, he took the mickey out of players and I think that was against his religion at the end. And But it, Peter Knowles, he's right up there. Uh, there's bound to be stars coming in now that will uh, take his throne away. But consistently wise, you know, as, a, as a, an eight and nine year old, that guy was a star. I once went on holiday with mum and dad to Margate and I bought a, they bought me a magazine to come back on the coach and it said, Peter Knowles will be the first £200,000 player. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to have seen him play. I think him and him and Peter Broadbent are the two in Wolves' history. And I know Judah feels the same. Oh, um, absolutely concur. <laughs> I'd love to have seen him play. Um, right. We'll go on to emails in a minute, but we'll just going yes. to take a, a brief interlude go to Race for Seventh. The Race for Seventh, so you don't want to talk about it too much. Look, they've got a great chance. If they are ever going to beat a bottom six yeah. team, then they're going to, and we'll be previewing Fulham in a little bit, they've got a fantastic chance of, of securing seventh if Leicester don't go and get a draw or, or beat Manchester City, which I can't see, fingers crossed. Um, this is the way it stands, 36 Played 36 points, 54 Wolves. Uh, played 36 points, 51 Leicester, who have got Manchester City and Chelsea, Chelsea to come. Everton, um, they have played 36 points, 50. They've got Burnley at home and Spurs away. And we're just concentrating on those three because I think Watford are out of it now with their goal difference. So Wolves, Leicester, Everton. It's an amazing chance to finish seventh. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, Fulham have won three, three on the spin without conceding. But if you're gonna, if you're presented with the opportunity to finish seventh by beating a relegated team, I mean, it's a generous offer. Yes, it's, it's one that I would take with the banker. To be honest, um, Leicester. So Leicester have got to basically beat Man City away and, and, and Chelsea at home. Um, if Wolves beat Fulham, then Leicester would have to have a perfect record to to deny them, and that's presuming Wolves lose at Liverpool on the last day, which we don't presume. No. Um, so it's it's opened up. It's completely it's completely opened up in Wolves' favour over the space of a week. After, after Brighton, I was quite despondent and thinking that they'd blown their chance. But it's all it's all come around again, and it's it's a huge testament to their character. I'm so impressed with the way that they've responded. You look at the top four throwing away their motivation is all completely mm, gone. They don't mm. seem to give a damn collectively. It's unbelievable what's happening there. Teams around Wolves as well. Everton slipping up. Watford slipping up. The character that Wolves have shown to respond. From that, I obviously had a hangover after after Watford. Um, to find it within themselves to be Arsenal 
and Watford in consecutive matches yeah. over the space of four days is is awe-inspiring, to be honest. Mm. Deeply impressive shot, how yeah. they found it within themselves to bounce back and produce two performances like that. And they had to grind it out at Watford. And it just shows exactly the, the mental characteristics that A, these players have got naturally, because that's the kind of player that Wolves look for, but B, that Nuno has, has instilled in them. Mm-hmm. That bodes extremely well for, for next season and whatever they want to do next. Absolutely, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in Termonium. Superb sellout as well. It'll, yeah, I think it'll have a bit of a um, bit of a party feel on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I presume they're going to give the trophy to the to the under twenty three. So you'd imagine sure. at the game as well, it'll have a bit of an end of season feel. Sinkara will be there. Sinkara will be there. So you do worry. Yeah, you do worry about everyone kind of taking off their eye off the ball a little bit and presuming that a relegated team are coming to town they're going to win. So you, you want to avoid that. But we've had this before. I mean, yeah. It's there. It's there for the taking, isn't it? And there's an, there's another match on Molyneux after the the main match on Saturday. Worldwide Wolves is a collection of supporters clubs throughout the world, and the UK supporters clubs are playing the overseas supporters clubs. at oh, right. past six kickoff. Oh, fantastic! I was asked to referee, but my uh, my <laughs> time on refereeing has changed. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's a good match on there. Can, as can, well. they, can they stay? Can they stay? Yeah, stay in the WV one afterwards. Oh, fantastic! Great stuff. Make sure you stay around for that. Well, Jude has already agreed to live tweet from that match, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> see, I've got the live stream. I've got the live stream ready to go. I've actually got a dinner to get to on that night. Actually. Have you? Yes. Going to Purnell's. I shouldn't say where I'm going on. Oh, they won't. Wolves fans aren't going to Purnell's. <laughs> You're kidding. Someone no. might. Oh, no, they're not going there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been there before. Uh, no, no, first time there. I've been to Simpsons and and um, a couple of those Carters, but I've never been to Purnell's. For, for, for anyone who doesn't know, and I suspect there might be a lot, we're talking about we're talking about Birmingham's Michelin star restaurants yeah. here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's probably probably clarify that. Yes, people who don't live your lifestyle. So if anyone, if you see certain someone wearing a suit on Saturday, it's not because it's a big game against Fulham. But I do have to do have to dash. Um, after after full time, well, I'll be doing my normal duties, and I'll be going afterwards. So straight to straight to Pernas. We've got a, a fantasy league get together for the people who've won the championship over the last seven seasons. Just the winners. It's a champions dinner. Anyway, moving on. Right. Okay. Um, emails. Emails. Give me some emails, Mr. Timmy. Emails. Spears. I'm going to start with uh, well, a few people have asked this question. Crossing out work experience because he's not coming in today. Not coming like. in. A segment, fancy, segment gone. Oh, God. Well, I don't. He probably listened to the last last one. So I'm not getting crucified. Kid with a tattoo. Mm, yeah. e- eating vomit sweets. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he doesn't want to come in. Um, what was that tattoo about, though? Yeah, not... can't, have a, can't have a tattoo on your wrist. LTFC for oh. life. <laughs> <laughs> he's 19. Oh, steady. Um, a few people asked this, hmm. including. Iago Cardellini. Sounds like something from um, the Duff from above. Unagi Iago. <laughs> um, he really enjoys the podcast. Hasta la vista, he says at the end. Um, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> not, anyway. not England. He's asked, as, as has uh, Tom Martin, mm. as has somebody else. I can't remember. <laughs> Basically, and I've had a lot, a lot of questions on Twitter about this. What happens yes. if yes. Arsenal or Chelsea win the Europa League? Mm-hmm. Because if you win the Europa League these days, it gets you in the Champions League. Correct. What happens with the with the shifting down into European places? I am here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Listen carefully. Sorry? Listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I may tell you that Wolves will be unaffected whatever happens in European competitions. And that goes for Champions League as well. If Spurs win the Champions League and finish outside the top four, 
or if Arsenal, Chelsea win the Europa League and finish in the top four or outside the top four, it matters not. Seventh place, if Man City win the FA Cup, guarantees European football next season. And basically, you've got to have seven teams in Europe. And if Chelsea or Arsenal win the Europa League and aren't in the top four, then there will be five teams in the Champions League next season. Anyway, it, it's the seventh place is unaffected, whatever happens. So worry ye not. Worry ye not. Okay, good stuff. Thanks for that. Thank you. Gary Eggington. Eggers. Uh, lots of questions about squad size at the moment, and he's suggesting that if Wolves are in the Europa League next season, why not pick a side that doesn't include any of the 19 players who've played in the Premier League Wolves this season? All of the players listed below have featured in the Wolves' first team at some stage in their careers, all been on the subs bench in the Premier League. A suggested 11 right here. Oh, God. Is, bear with me, Norris in goal. Uh, a back three of Ebanks, Landell, Miranda, and Courtney Hawes. Uh, midfield is Oscar Burr, Rasmussen, Ronan, Watt, Herc, and Giles, uh, with Mir and Inabakari up front. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Going away in Europe to Kazakhstan on a Thursday night. <laughs> Just Boys. something to consider for your podcast, he says. Oh, he makes a good point about the amount of players that we've actually got at our disposal. It's um, we all go on about the eighteen-man squad. There are others knocking around. No, not convinced. No. No. Glenn, do you see any, any fringe players at all? Brighton of Akari being probably the standout, I would say. I like Bright. I don't think he'll make the Wolves' first team now. Uh, the one that I'm looking forward is Benny Ashley Seal. Um, I don't see any of the others. You know, The one that has actually amazed me is how quickly uh, Conor Ronan fo- f- has fallen away. You know, I saw him at Southampton in the, the League Cup last season he was brilliant second half and then you got De Bruyne giving his shirt to him after a great yeah. game and then you know he just hasn't done it has he N- nothing at all I know he's having wherever he's playing though he's yeah doing well well in the Slovakian yeah. league but yeah Ben Essie Seal by the way you'd be on say. the bench in the Slovakian league <laughs> uh, Ben Essie Seal scored a goal this week for his club um, who are now promoted to the Portuguese top flight who are Promote to the Portuguese top flight, as okay, I just said. Okay. Um, but he's only played um, 74 minutes. Yeah. Um, scored one goal. He's, they barely used him. He's, mm. he's ended up off the bench. So, uh, nice weekend for him, but it's been a bit of a waste of a loan, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Craig Wardsley asks a very interesting question. Mm. Now we have our revenge on Watford, we can maybe look back on the FA Cup semi final with a bit less pain. Still can't watch the highlights. Still haven't. So, here's my question Which of these things will you be willing to sacrifice? For history to be different and the donk penalty being overturned by VAR, putting Wolves in the final. Okay. So you've got to sacrifice one of these things. Okay. One, Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> just what? Just burn him at the stake. I don't know, it's sacrifice kind of him. Ceremonial sac- burn sacrifice. Him. Um, two, the league wins against Spurs and Man United. Yeah. Three, a guaranteed Europa League place. Yeah. Which of those would you sacrifice to be in the FA Cup final? You have to pick one. Yeah. Oh, man. That's difficult. I mean, I don't want to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) But Gibbs White for me. You'd sacrifice Gibbs White to be in the FA Cup final? Yes. He's he's not a Wolves player anymore. I'd sacrifice him. (laughs) That's incredible, Glenn. Personally, I wouldn't do any of them. (laughs) Oh, you can't say that. You can't give me that offer. You said, well, you've got to choose one. What would you do? I'd sacrifice the league wins over Spurs and Man United to be in the FA Cup final. Would you? Yeah. Which means that they wouldn't finish seventh either. Which means they won't finish seventh, but they'd be in the FA Cup final. Oh, I, really? I, well, I think they'd beat Man City personally. Oh, stop! Stop be silly, man! Stop be silly. Uh, Next. 
Famalico is the Portuguese team. It's just come to me. Uh, that Ben Ashley Seal plays for. It's just come uh, to me. Familico. Familico, yes. Thanks no very help much. whatsoever. No help there from Glenn whatsoever. Familico. Uh, this is a good one. By the way, I hope Gibbs White does go on loan next season and doesn't well, he's, stay. He's, he's, you just killed him. <laughs> he's <laughs> not going around, anywhere. Stay around for potentially, if they do go Europa League, say, well, we need to have a big squad because he definitely needs to play week in, week out English football on a Saturday. I agree. Okay. Me too. Uh, Chris Pusty. Oh, Poof's Lifelong Wolves fan who's lived, lived and worked in Bangkok for 24 years. He's lived and worked in Bangkok. I bet he has. I bet he's got some stories. <laughs> I bet he's got some tales. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's been thoroughly enjoying the potty for many months now. It's become an essential part of his Saturday morning routine. Thank well, what's you very that much. Ru- what is that routine involved? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he said, it would seem I, I need to come up shows. with half a decent question. Stop it. Yeah. Um, on last week's potty, there was a question about who do you think is the biggest whiner in the team funnily enough I misheard it as who is the biggest whino in the team uh, which comes to think of it as a far more interesting question clearly nobody in the squad quaffs as much alcohol as the Express and Star Wolves correspondent correct correct uh, but if you had to guess who's the biggest closet whino in the squad does Dendonka uh, sorry does Doxy overdo the Guinness night for a big game mm. does Jimenez take a quick swig of tequila every morning or do you think Matinho stashes a secret bottle of port <laughs> In his Molyneux locker. Um, as someone who has to interview the players week after week, or at least try to, uh, I probably shouldn't suggest that any of them are alcoholic. So, Glenn, I think I'll pass this one to you. Who drinks the most alcohol in the Wolves squad? Well, according to Giammatino song, he loves the vino. He loves the vino. He loves the vino. I'll stick with Giammatino. That's a diplomatic answer if you've ever heard one. Uh, Paul Mansell, we were talking about this earlier, actually, and... Um, but it's still a personal question. Who do you hope joins us in the Premier League next season from the Championship? Personally, I hope Villa and Albion stay down. Not out of spite, because I think they're always horrible games, which is what I was suggesting earlier. Mm. Uh, do you think, still want to come up. So. Do you think it's been a factor in our success that we've had no local derbies this season? I mean, they're so unpredictable, so it's, it's, I think it's a good question. Mm. What do you think? Probably, yes. Yeah, I, just I think, distractions. I you mean because it's a big, you know, because obviously all the emphasis on that specific game rather than yeah, another game. They, they turn into battles and um, like I said, very unpredictable. The, the Albion Villa semi-final, not to do with form. They'll just be no. events. You can't predict. Going and, to and if they do come up, they're going to be in the bottom six. And what do we do against the bottom six clubs? That's very very true. Uh, Darren May uh, has been in Florida. He's just been keeping up updated with his with his progress. Yes, I've seen some of his pictures. Yeah, it looks like he's had a great time. He's been at the Dance World Championships. Wow, as you do. Um, Any reason why? Or? Speaking to many Mexicans out there, he sent a picture of a guy in a Mexican hat. Okay, just tweet over the podcast. Okay. Thank you, Mister May. Um, I'm going to rush through these. I know we're short of time. Mm. Ryan Dark sent a very nice email um, asking about Jota and difficulty hanging on to him this summer. Which is uh, which is a good point, but I, th- I think it'll be okay. Glenn, do you agree? I, th- I, th- I think you'll stay for another year. Definitely. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, Tom Trubshaw, one of our favourites. Oh, Trubmeister, love Trubmeister. Uh, just catching up on the last couple of podcasts, which as previous are cracking. He says, "Nice mm. one." However, if it's possible to cast Judah back to his summer transfer targets. I've got to say, although good options, if we're to believe the hype, should Wolves be buying loaning from the bottom of the Premiership and top of the Championship? I would suggest, as with the last couple of seasons, Nuno and the board will be going for the Portuguese young-born winners slash better-than-what-we've-got options, and I'm not sure Grealish and Mitrovic are better than what we've got. I would suggest 
The options below could be potential targets that would fit in with our idea of stepping it up next year. I'm probably way off. Uh, but what do you think of the following players? So. Good list, is he? Goncalo, Manuel, Ganchino, Guedes. Okay, well, he's been linked before many times. Valencia winger, uh, formerly Benfica. So, yeah. your suggestion, Mr. Mendes, in his contacts, mm-hmm. he may be one they're looking mm-hmm. at. Um, Christoph Piatek. Okay. Who plays for Milan up front. Yeah. 18 14 for AC Milan. Yeah. Nicknamed Il Pestarolo. Which pest, is a pest, little pest. The gunslinger. Okay. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> And Nelson Semedo, Barcelona right back, which might be a little bit out of our league. And also Callum Hudson Adoy, he suggests next season. Uh, could be a clever loan option. Right, okay. <laughs> You're not impressed. Wasn't Hudson, wasn't, didn't Hudson Adoy get injured? Or was he injured, he yeah. Injured. yeah. He did these cruise, didn't he? Coming back from injury, and we'll give him game time. Right, okay, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, uh, unlock- no, no, <laughs> keep, 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 keep trying, Tommy. No, keep, keep, keep um, trying. He says he can't wait for the next live party. I don't think, he might, I don't think he'll be coming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, Trumpmeister, but no. Thank you very much, everybody, for your emails. Thank story. you very much. Right, we have got time. We've got a couple of things to go with. We're an hour and five minutes in. Are we? It is, yes, it is. Abuse of the week! Abuse of the week! Abuse of the... We Abuse of the Week Ka 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 It is Abuse of the Week. Now incredibly, incredibly, Mr. Tim Spears does not have any abuse. No. Nothing. Scoured my notifications, can't find a single thing. So move on to the next question. No. Um I've got a little bit of abuse. So I put uh, I put a tweet out yesterday uh, with a stat that was incredible really that no player has dribbled past Virgil van Dyke this season uh, with a picture of Diogo Jota. Um, and I put Diogo Jota, hold my beer. Because looking forward to that game, last one of the season. So, got back last night and I was just going through my mo- notifications. Everyone was liking it. Fine, no problem. I thought it was quite a funny tweet. Um, nothing to rile fans or whatever. Then I got down to the other replies. And the other replies said, some people say, how can you say this, S-H-I-T? Some people say, call yourself a journalist pathetic. And the other person says, uh, why do you give them an incentive saying, saying names like this? Ridiculous. So I'm looking at my tweet and I'm um, thinking that's absolutely fine, but I had to delete it in the end because I looked at it and I hadn't spelt it Virgil van Dyke, I spelt it Virgin van Dyke. Oh no. <laughs> Which isn't no. great. But anyway, so that's fine. Um, calm abuse of the week. Right, okay. Um, I've just got someone looking in to try and get in because they've got the, the thing booked at 202. Oh dear. Okay, well. Um, gents, take a pad each, take a pad each, take a pad each. Who, who, who's that? Um, set, uh, Mr. Chris Leggett, have a look. Oh, no. He booked it from 2 o'clock. Oh, so. no. Um, right, okay. So I have to be quick. Right, I am going to give you... Don't look at each other's copy, and I want you to turn the page after after each one, okay? okay. I, want, I want a figure from you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you... You've got to basically be within £3 million of each other. Okay, and we're going to do it afterwards. Right. I want you to write down what you think... The, I'm going to give you in certain names. You've got to say how much you think they're worth. What's their current market value? Once you've done one... Turn it over and we'll go to the next one. I've got six players for you. If you're within £3 million, you're fine. If you're not, then you might have to do a forfeit. Market value. Market value. How much do you think someone is worth at this moment in time? Yeah. Okay? Got Makes you. sense? Yeah. Okay. No looking. No looking. Um, Mr. Rui Patricio. What's Rui Patricio's market value? You've got to be within £3 million of each other. Turn your page over. Once you've done it, look at me. Don't look at the other person. Pounds or euros. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pounds, please. Mr. Matt... Doherty. How much is Matt Doherty? Current market value. Matt Doherty. Bought for 75 grand. Matt Doherty. Okay, next one. Have you done that? 
Yep. Connor Cody. How much is Connor Cody worth? What's Connor Cody's current market value? Connor Cody. Yep. Ruben Nevsh. Ruben Nevsh. What is Ruben Nevsh's current market value? Yep. Two left. Diogo Jota. How much is Diogo Jota worth? Turnover. And your last one, Sinkar himself, Mr. Raul Jimenez. How much is Raul Jimenez worth? How much is Raul Jimenez worth? In terms of having a think. Excellent. Right. So basically, the name of the game is I've got, I've got, you've got to be within three million pound of each other. If you are not, then the Bean Boozles oh, are so back predictable. Out, and you are going to have to take a Bean Boozle each for everyone that you are not within three million pound of each other. You can taste them all at the end. I think we've had this so long that even the good sweets taste out of date now. Exactly. Yes, it's true. It's true. So first of all, let's see what you've got. If you're on the same wavelength, hopefully you've got not got to have any. Should explain Bean Boozle, although everyone in this podcast has heard it before. Yeah, everybody knows. It it's week. basically disgusting jelly beans. One's a nice flavour. One's a disgusting flavour. They both look exactly the same, you don't yeah. know which one you're going to get. Uh, right, Rui Patricio. Glenn, how much have you got Rui Patricio's market value as? 15 million. 15 million. Oh, 20. 20, okay, so take one each, please. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Take one each. What do you mean? I can say, oh, Tim. <laughs> green. So, green. So, the green. The green. Okay, now you've got to take the, no, no, the lighter no, no, green, please. That one. Yeah, see, this is either, uh, bear with me, this is either lawn clippings or lime, which isn't too bad, actually. That's oh, no, sorry, this is juicy pear or bogeys, sorry. Got the wrong one. Juicy pear or bogeys? Oh, mate. Juicy pear or bogeys? I don't juicy pear. Yeah. <laughs> no, bogeys? No, I don't pear. Bogeys and bogeys, excellent. Well, one for one. Okay, Matt Doherty. What have you got for Matt Doherty? Uh, Tim first, please. Yeah. <laughs> 21 million. 21. 15. 15. Take another one, guys. Right, Great, you're right. on the same wavelength. Here we go. 21, uh, 21 million for Matt Doherty. There's another white one there, Glenn, at the bottom there. Yeah. There you go, there, right in the corner. So this one actually is coconuts or baby wipes. So it's not too bad. Coconuts or baby wipes. You can say that. You're not eating it. Coconut or... My, I'm the host. It's my game. Coconuts or baby wipes. Ah, baby wipes. Oh, baby wipes. Baby yes. wipes. Yes. Yes, he look at this. all the good ones out, doesn't he? Number three. <laughs> Connor Cody. How much is Connor Cody worth? Glenn. 20. 20. 15. 15. Oh, God. You're having a mare here. Maybe the, the, the uh, light yellows, maybe? How uh, about that one? Oh, that's a bad one, mate. What are you doing there? So you've either got um, chocolate pudding or canned dog food. Oh, God. <laughs> chocolate pudding or canned dog food? Dog food. Uh, oh, mate. <laughs> oh, yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, this is absolutely genius. I'm loving this. Three left. Three left. Um, come on, Tim. Come on, come on. Tim, Ruben Nevers. How much is Ruben Nevers worth? Uh, 45 million. 40 million. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on, baby. All right, pink Do one. The pink one. Okay, looks like Mr. Blobby. The pink one there, Glenn. You got it? Yeah. Good man. So this is either um, Tutti Frutti or Stinky Socks. Oh, God. I think, yes. Tutti Frutti or Stinky Socks. Oh, Tutti Frutti. Oh, there. You needed that. You needed that. Yeah, same. Oh, good. Okay, well done, well done, gents. Okay, two more. Can you get on the same page with Diego Jota? Diego Jota. 50 million. 55. Oh, no. Are you close here? Come on, come on. Oh, for God's come sake. Come on. I think you should have had within five million. Uh, three million, I thought was fair. <laughs> I think oh, we two and a half. We've got the light yellow, the light yellow one. Um, here we go. Buttered popcorn or rotten egg? Oh, mate, no, Buttered come on. Buttered popcorn or rotten egg? Oh. Rotten, <laughs> rotten egg. No, I'm good. 
Oh, you bottled oh. popcorn. Okay, brilliant. Oh, nice. Yeah? Yeah. Ben's having a stinker. Uh, Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez. Tim Spears. 40. 50. Oh, 10 million difference. 50 million quid. I think we've got a bit of snip. Finishing off, finishing off. Go, go the light green, the, the, the light green. go to those green ones. Are you go sure? The, yeah, 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 because then you, you've had a different one every time. There you go, so we are either going for lawn clippings or lime. Lawn clippings or lime to finish off proceedings. Lawn clippings or lime. What's well, lime this time? Well, it's lawn clippings, but it's actually fine. It's actually fine, yeah, yeah. compared to the rest of them. <laughs> right, gents, Fulham. It's Fulham at home Saturday. If you're ever going to be a top six club, this is the time to do it. It could be a fantastic game. You, you almost think that it's going to come to this where they've been so poor against bottom clubs all year that when they really need to do it, when it really counts, when they could almost, in touching distance of European football, to finish seventh, this could be it. This is the game to win. Can they do it? Timothy Spears. <laughs> so I've still got a taste of dog food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to talk normally now? Yes, please. Yes. Um, can they do it? Yes. Yeah, of course they can. It's going to be it's going to be a tough afternoon, right? As I said earlier, they won three on the spin. They haven't conceded a goal. They're relaxed. They're enjoying their football. I think we're seeing a similar situation to with Albion last season under Darren Moore. Um, I think he's putting certain players in the right in the right positions. Kearney's playing again. Sessegnon playing again regularly. Um, Babbles found some form as well from nowhere, really. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a really tough test. However, we know they can be got at, and they've got a terrible defence if they if they don't get it right. So it's it's up to Wolves really, like I said, to kind of ignore what may be a bit of a kind of a carnival feel for the last game of the season and do a professional job. And I think Fulham aren't as organised as as some of the bottom six teams they've come up against. I don't think Fulham will arrive at Molyneux intent on stopping Wolves playing because yeah. they've got nothing to play for. So I think hopefully... Open game. Hopefully we'll see an open game and, and Wolves, Wolves can exploit that. Glenn, what do you think? Glenn? I agree. Um, we know for a fact that Nuno won't let attitude fall. You know, the lads have certainly raised themselves since we lost in the semi-final. Um, they were a bit down beforehand, but you know, the last two matches, Arsenal and Watford, they've certainly proved that they're up for the, the battle and they're desperate for seventh. Mm. And this is the easiest of our last two on paper to achieve that. Um, so let's go for it and, and really do the business. They've got their hands full with Mitrovic, but our back three should be able to cope with him. Um, we've done it in the past. And going forward, since you know we've changed this formation slightly, our results are significant. I think we're in top five. And you've got to think that um, it'll be the same team. Same team that's been playing recently. I think so I'm just going to drop out a stat for you, which Adam Bate, who's a, a good Wolves lad, works for Sky Sports, said this week. Um, if you take away everybody's results against the bottom four teams, Wolves would be third in wow. the league. Wow. Third in the league. Wow. Behind um, just Man City and Liverpool, obviously. Mm. So phenomenal, really. But it just highlights again the struggles that they've had against the, against the bottom uh, clutch of teams. But Mitrovic, I mean, they have struggled against Mitrovic before, mostly at Craven Cottage, it must be said. But um, as for the team, I can't see. I can't see who we change. No, no. Um, Bennett, like I said, played well the other day, so I don't see them dropping him. Um, I think it'll be the same team. Finish off with predictions, then, gentlemen. I'll go first. Um, I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Fulham one. 
Glenn? That's what I've predicted on my soccer season. 3-1 as well? Soccer season. 2-0 uh, Wolves. 2-0 Wolves. Yeah. Um, and celebrations at the end. And obviously, the, the, I assume they'll be doing the, the lap of honour or appreciation, whatever they call it these days as well. Last they'll do game. All, that, all that jazz. Like I said, under-23s might get the trophy as well. Yeah. And then we'll... Um, Sinkar's going to be there. We'll watch... Uh, Man City's game with interest on, on the Monday night. We shall Hopefully do, yeah. Hopefully 7th will be confirmed. Um, been a pleasure. Glenn, thank you so thank much you for coming. Glenn. A little bit mini, mini round of applause for Glenn. Thank you very much. Thank you both. Um, Enjoyed it. Absolute pleasure. Look, myself, Tim Spears and Mr. Jones will be at Molyneux on Saturday. Fingers crossed. Three points. Fingers crossed. 7th is guaranteed on Monday night from Glenn, from Tim, from myself. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.